We made USAA insurance for veterans like James. When he found out how much USAA was helping members save, he said, It's time to switch. We'll help you find the right coverage at the right price. USAA. What you're made of, we're made for. Restrictions apply. Please stand clear of the doors. Hey guys, we're on the monorail. This is such a great ride. How many launches does this ride have? What are you even talking about? Well, listen guys, Slinky Dog Dash is the only ride with two launches, but this one launches from each station. So wouldn't this be the ride that has the most launches? Come on. I guess Infinity is more than two. That good? Say it one more time. I guess Infinity launches is more than two. That's good. Make it work. It doesn't have to be great, man. The monorail doesn't have to be great. I mean, I beg to differ. It's like the first thing people hear when they turn on the podcast. It should be pretty funny. You can leave that in. That can be the last part. The monorail doesn't have to be great. <laughs> it's not a bad idea. Welcome to episode 197 of the Diz His Podcast. I'm Joe. I'm Alex. And I'm Chris. Today we'll be giving the his on Slinky Dog Dash. Right now we are recording live for our Groove Troop members. If you don't watch us live once a week, all you gotta do is go to DizHis.com and sign up for our Groove Troop. You will see the link at the very top of the website. Uh, you can join us for like as low as two bucks a month. You will be entered into our lovely giveaways. Uh, we have given away signed comics, wax melts, Disney merch, Diz His merch. You also get access to our Goof Troop chat where you can interact with us. Plus, you know, our live shows are kind of messy. So uh, you can join for as low as two bucks a month. All you got to do is check us out at DizHiz.com. And guys, we have had a bunch of new listeners. So if you don't want to join our Patreon, that's okay. But if you can just go to our social media, go to our website. You can see all of our social media links. Just go ahead and follow us, like us, subscribe to our podcast, anything to help us out. Those are all free things that you can do to support us. So, yeah, just go ahead and check out our website, dizhiz.com, D-I-Z-H-I-Z.com. You can support us in any way. We'd be very thankful. If you're listening to my voice right now and thinking, wow, it's really cool to hear this guy's voice in my car or on my radio or on my phone, and you want to hear your voice in your car or in your radio or in your phone, then you can because we'll share your memory. Call us at 707-842-0345. Share your memory. Share a comment. Share something we got wrong. I don't care. Just call us. Leave a message. We'll play it on the show. Yeah, you can. Uh, you could call Chris at 707-842-0345, or you could email us at dis65 at gmail.com. That's right. You can email us. You can email us again. Any ideas you have for future episodes, we will take. We will also love your memories because we want all the memories and we also just like to hear from our our fans uh let us know about what you like about the podcast what maybe you don't like what would you do if you were you know talking to us on a daily basis what do you think we should change about the podcast uh what segments did you like before that you haven't heard in a while just give us some feedback we love feedback uh we're, we're pretty smooth guys we kind of go with the flow so uh you know send us your ideas at uh dis65 at gmail.com so, guys, today we're going to be talking about Slinky Dog Dash. And listen, Slinky Dog Dash is over at Hollywood Studios, right? And this Friday, I'm actually going to be meeting up with Jared, one of our longtime Patreon members. Nice. I'm going to be meeting up with Remy from Remy's Roundtable, which is what? he's going to be one uh, a guest host. Who's an A-list, our... an A-list podcaster. 
Yeah. He's he a is, yeah, yeah. He, you he's know, Remy the God is what we call him. He's the he pod is. father. He's the pod he, father. He is. Father, I mean, he's right. been he's been on Real Radio 104.1 here in uh in Florida. Uh, on Tom and Dan and some other uh, Monsters in the Morning and some other um, shows in the area that are really popular. And I'm also going to be meeting up a Christian from Studio 21, the baseball podcast. Uh, so I'm real excited about getting out there to Hollywood Studios, maybe writing this attraction out there with them. Um, but let's get into the, to, uh, the history of Slinky Dog Dash, okay? Slinky Dog Dash is a launched roller coaster that is located in Toy Story Land inside Hol Disney's Hollywood Studios at Disney World. The ride opened along with the new land on June 30th, 2018. The coaster is designed to look like it was built by Andy, utilizing a new Dash and Dodge Mega Coaster Kit and Slinky Dog as the ride vehicle. So who has been on this ride? Um, Chris, have you been on this ride? I haven't been on it physically, but I have been on it on YouTube. Oh. And what do you think? Do you think this would be a ride that you would like? Oh, it's awesome. I um, The sound effects, I think, are my yeah, favorite part of the ride. That's cool. That's the coolest part. It sounds like you're inside the Slinky. Mm -hmm. it just, it's just so – it's that Disney magic. They they uh, they took, like, a, a coaster that shouldn't have been that good and made it amazing. Yep. Okay. Okay. How about you, Alex? Have you been on it? Yes, I've been on it. I've been on it uh, – I think I've been on it twice now, maybe three times. And uh, it's fun. It's a fun little coaster. Um, the wait times you gotta watch out for, I, I don't think I'd wait hours. Like, I don't think I'd wait 90, over 90 minutes for it. Uh, but mm -hmm. it is a fun coaster. That's why I haven't been on it yet because I've only been to that park once since mm -hmm. it opened. Yeah. And it was around, it was around the holidays. I think it was December 27th. And so, it was relatively uh, new. So the wait, yeah. So the wait was very, very long and I just didn't have a chance to ride it. But given the chance, I would love to try this ride out. And I've actually been on this ride, and I think it's a lot of fun. It's not really too intense. Um, my wife, my wife went on it with me, and she actually said that it was more intense than she thought it was going to be. Yeah, I thought it was good. I, I really enjoyed it. Um, you know, it has a little like launch that mm -hmm. that's a lot of fun. Uh, I think that it does have some some decent sized drops in it. I know that maybe like the person who is really into like intense roller coasters said it's not really that bad. Uh, but I think there's there's a couple big drops, and I think that there's some drops in there that are just some. Really, the roller coasters, even like Tron at Magic Kingdom right now, doesn't really have like any really big drops. So I would say that uh, there's not really too many roller coasters at Disney World that have that, that have like huge drops, and this one has a couple of drops in it. Yeah, a lot of coasters in Disney is all about the turns and and yeah, and not corkscrews, but kind of those loops that don't go vertical, but you know sideways. Yeah, and uh, you know Ryan uh, is in chat right now. He's saying, "Dang, Joe, if you can take Slinky Dog, you can do Rock and Roller Coaster, right?" That and Rock and same. Roller Coaster does have that like launch, but guess what? Cosmic Rewind over at uh, Epcot, you know the new Guardians Roller Coaster there, that shoots you backwards, mm -hmm. like at fifty something, sixty miles an hour, and yeah. that's my favorite part of the ride. Is it really? That's backward. Yeah, it then is. You my need favorite. to do Rock and Roller Coaster. Yeah. Maybe that's I my love Rock and Roller Coaster. Yeah. So uh, it's really not that bad. As I mean, it, like, I did it like twice back to back. The mm -hmm. first time I was like, oh, that, that's fun. The second time I was like, it was like nothing. Yeah. Uh, so I'm, I'm thinking that maybe, maybe I might be ready for rock and roll coasters. We'll, we'll, we'll see. Let's get to the his on Slinky Dog Dash.
Before I get into the history and description of Slinky Dog Dash, I want to talk about the history behind the character, Slinky Dog. For a short history, Slinky Dog was originally designed as a caterpillar who had never seen a child before. Later in rewrites, Pixar decided to change him to a more appealing Slinky Dog, which was based on a real toy. A Slinky Dog toy was debuted in 1952 by James Industries. Now, James Industries was founded by Richard T. James, a Navy engineer. Richard developed springs that could support sensitive instruments aboard a ship in rough seas. One day, James accidentally knocked one of the springs from a shelf and watched as it sprung down to a stack of books and then continued to step to a tabletop and then the floor. Richard showed his wife and she thought of how it could be used for education and as a toy. Richard's wife, Betty, named it the Slinky and together they sold the toys. It was hard at first, but in November of 1945, they were given permission to set up an inclined plane in the toy section of Gimbel's department store in Philadelphia, and there they demonstrated their toy, immediately selling 400 units in 90 minutes. The idea for Slinky Dog was actually an idea from Helen Herrick Malst of Washington State, who sent the company a letter and drawing of her Slinky Pool toy ideas, one being the dog and the other being a train. Pixar took this classic kid's toy and made it more appealing by changing its plastic shell to wooden. In 2015, at the D23 Expo, Disney announced the Hollywood Studios expansion, Toy Story Land. In the new land would be two new attractions, Alien Swirling Saucers and Slinky Dog Dash. Imagineer Kathy Mangum announced a concept which took the very popular Toy Story franchise character and turned him into a ride for all ages. This would become the park's second roller coaster, the first being Rock and Roller Coaster. I think it's kind of cool that they took a character that is not one of the main. I mean, he's. I mean, I guess you can call him a main character, but at the same time, he's not. Right. Mm -hmm. Um. And they made a ride out of him, and it. It's like I don't know because he, they could have done Buzz Lightyear, they could have done Woody, they could have done Bo Peep, but they chose Slinky Dog, and they absolutely killed it with the design of it. It's like yeah, they did. I don't. It's like it really. <laughs> it really feels like, and based off the videos, you know, I have not read this. It really feels like you're in Andy's room, like playing with the rest of the toys. And mm. then at the end with the, uh, it's the singing penguin, right? Wheezy. Yeah. Wheezy. Um, it's just, it's just that dizzy magic. It's the perfect ride for that part of the park. Yeah. And not only that, like when you look at a slinky dog, like the toy or whatever, right? I mean, if you look at the springs or whatever, that's like in the middle, I mean, it's kind of like a roller coaster. So it's like perfect. Like oh, someone looked at it and was like, you know, this is that is a roller coaster. Let's make this into a roller coaster, and it's really cool. Yeah, it's 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 a shame they don't have more money room room to make. I think a Toy Story uh, park would have been amazing because you could use all those not A characters because you said Buzz or Woody, but like B characters right. and make all these different things. Rex, Pig, or yeah. Mister Mister Pig, whatever his name, Ham, 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 all these characters. Bacon? <laughs> No, no, never bacon. <laughs> and all these characters that are like kind of B tier characters for Toy Story could make all these different rides. Yeah. And they would be amazing because they're so good at doing that. Uh, just like how this ride is amazing. And going into the park, it's not my favorite land. Um, but when you go there, it is amazing how they made it, you know, how everything's put together. And it's all different yeah. colors, but it doesn't look like it's, it's, it's not, con not, con it's not, um, what's the word? It doesn't clash all these different colors. And I think no. that's I think that's part of the appeal is how they get all this brightness in there mm -hmm. um, and it doesn't clash, which is crazy. You have a good point where uh, you think they could do a really good job with a Toy Story park. Now, one of my criticisms of the Toy Story land is that it's too small. I wish it was a little bigger. 
but could you imagine like some other other of the other rides they could put there like i'm not a big fan of toy story 4 but could you imagine a dark ride through that antique store oh yeah that'd be amazing like like, so awesome yeah like they could just do so many things with so many of the characters because they're all fun imagine duke kaboom like he's just he's a great character right there yeah <laughs> yeah, man, that's the thing about Toy Story, and this is this is the thing about a lot of Disney movies is that they have all these characters who are not like the main characters, but they are they can be the star, like they can be the star, right? And that's just that's some yeah. of the great things about Disney movies. Yeah, um, the Toy Story area, I would love to do history on the Toy Story area. I mean, we've been doing like history on like areas at Magic Kingdom. Look, you, look, Alex is laughing, but hold on, Alex. Okay, how many times have I said let's do the history on this, and then it actually came out to be very good, right? Yeah. So the Toy Story area, first off, was like way under budget. They were like they were going to put all this money towards Toy Story, but it came in way under budget because of like um, Star Wars land. So I would like to kind of get like I think the history on that area would be awesome because it could have been so much better. And I think they kind of like. They just didn't put as much money into that area, and I think it shows, right? First off, that area, super small. Can be, Toy Story is one of the biggest IPs that yeah. Disney has, right? I mean, they're making a Toy Story 5 right now. Yeah. That place is going to be super busy here coming up here. I mean, it's still, like, relevant, right? Yeah. Uh, they could have made it better like, like we're talking about. Why didn't they make it better? I think the history going into why they didn't make it better would be great. Um, uh, but, yeah, like, just, I mean, they – they, they could do so much more with that area and it's so tiny there's not a lot of like cover right it's super hot there like yes. the sun's is, like, there's not a lot oh, of cover very there. hot yeah, yeah. You're very right. hot there uh it's so crammed there's so many people there very and crammed. there's yeah so i would i mean i think the history we've done history for magic kingdom we've done history for you know uh tomorrowland or whatever we've, we've done history these other areas these other parks they have lands too i think if i be kind of cool to kind of get into those air um get into the history on different areas of the different parks not only magic kingdom that's true it's a good that's idea true. you know what you should email us at this 65 at gmail.com <laughs> maybe i will maybe i will in 2017 new information about slicky dog dash was revealed the ride would be manufactured by mac rides which had previously manufactured goofy's sky school at disney california adventure more information stated that the track would be red with yellow supports and the ride itself would feature a launch Construction on the ride began in 2016 and would take over a year to complete, with the last track being completed in August of 2017. The ride vehicles, which are called train cars, arrived shortly after, allowing the first test runs to be formed in September. The track is 1,357 feet long and, with the support columns, weighs a little over 167 tons. Slinky Dog Dash would debut on June 30, 2018, along with the opening of Toy Story Land. Once opened, the wait time for the ride reached over 5 hours long. Luckily, the queue for the ride is almost as impressive as the coaster itself. The queue for Slinky Dog Dash continues the park's theme of the guests being shrunken down to be inside Andy's room. The standby sign is a gold medallion that belonged to Buster's Collar, which has 234 Elm Street etched on the back, Andy's childhood home. Walking through the line, there's a bunch of things to look at, with the walls covered in coloring books, game cards, and drawings from Andy of what the ride may be like. In 2019, there was a permanent shade structure built, which looks like an upside-down board game being held up by cards, blue bottles, pencils, crayons, books, and other crafts and toys. The walls feature stickers with one of them being a reference to Triple R Ranch, a fictional boys' western camp from the Disney show Spin and Marty that aired in the 1950s. Once you get to the loading station, you can see the giant picture Andy drew of the ride. Andy used a toy called the Dash and Dodge Mega Coaster to bolster the coaster he had already built with Slink as a ride vehicle. The ride vehicles can carry 18 passengers, with the two guests sitting side by side in the five cars. Each car holds four guests, 
with the last one only holding two. The last ride vehicle only has two seats to accommodate for easier access for guests who may be transferring from wheelchairs. The front of the ride vehicles is Slink himself, as the cars are his body with slinks wrapped around. The end, of course, is his butt with his springtail moving about during the ride. I think that's one of the coolest features about this ride is that um, even before this land was open, the queue for uh, Midway Mania was just so cool. Mm -hmm. And it seems like they just took inspiration from that and just put it everywhere in this park, um, this ride included. It just it the queue for for uh, Midway Mania is like Andy's room exploded Mm -hmm. and it's the coolest thing ever. People are taking pictures during the whole thing because you're shrunken down next to a board game or, you know, a chess piece or something. And this is this this ride just is that emulated into a ride. It's so cool because Midway Mania, you're not shrunken down in the ride. I mean, you are, but you aren't, you know, this you really feel like you're shrunken down into the size of Slinky Dog. Like it's just it's really cool. You're on. It's not connects. But it looks like connects. You know what connect? Mm-hmm. You, you remember connects? Yeah, it's kind of yeah. like almost like Lego, but it was, really, it's not really like Lego. Yeah, yeah. Like it looks like the you know the roller coaster is made yep. with that, and it just it. I don't know. It's just they really had a lot of fun designing this. I can just see the design team for uh, just having a blast. Uh, you know, picking the different backdrops and the coaster and everything about it. Yeah, and but can you imagine like you know sitting there and designing this this part of the park right, and then being told, oh, we can't do that because of budget. We can't do that because of budget. And I yeah. think they had a lot of budget issues. Can you imagine what it could have looked like if they, they were just able to kind of do whatever they wanted? Um, but you still know, really cool. It's like you're saying, Chris. I mean, this, this part of the park is really cool. And it really does kind of trans- it makes you feel like you're smaller, you know, right? Yeah, um, yeah. It, it does. I think that this is the only land that Disney can get away with budget cuts and still pulled off amazingly oh yeah um an example because i don't know the specific examples that you're talking about uh with the land itself i know you you were talking about the size of it but i don't know like details wise but i do know that they're still dealing with budget issues and um the new barbecue restaurant there is so they were going to have this um beautiful facade uh outside of the restaurant that looked like a um I don't know, like a, a downtown rodeo type thing, you know, mm-hmm. uh, West downtown Western type building and budget uh, because of budget issues. They don't have that anymore. So instead, it looks like cardboard and it's drawn on with crayon, mm-hmm. like with with and, and yes, they had to they had like a budget issues and couldn't do that. But they pulled it off because it's supposed to look like a kid's room. So they yeah. can, they can, you know, they can do it halfway and yeah. it still works. Yeah. The, I feel like it's the only land that can do that. Because <laughs> like, oh, a kid did it, whatever. Yeah, yeah whatever, we're also right? going to put cardboard with crayon on it and, and it'd be Disney quality, you know? I'm thinking of like a guy, he's like, he's like got to get a project done and it's almost time to, like, it's almost time, right? He's turning in like, hey, you spelled this wrong. Oh, no, wait, you know what? It works. <laughs> <laughs> yeah right that's what, i was just about to say they could spell things wrong whatever it's fine yeah yeah <laughs> uh that that andy <laughs> that barbecue place was supposed to be I, I haven't been there is that barbecue place open chris i don't think so i think there are the outside be really is being good. assembled it's supposed to be really good like uh, like there's a big barbecue place you just ask if it's opened yet and yet you're saying it's supposed to be really good well, people. Well, the menu, saying, they did release the menu. They did release the menu of what's going to be there, and the menus. The menu is pretty impressive looking. And, but people, I've heard like, like a big barbecue place in Florida is called Four Rivers, right? And it's supposed to like you know it's supposed to be better than Four Rivers barbecue. 
So um, I'm really looking forward. I mean, that's one place I'm going to go for sure as soon as that opens. Because the food in that area is actually really good. They have the what is it like the um the tater tot cart right the lunchbox yeah, like the, what is exactly lunchbox? yeah it's like tater tots but it has like the nacho stuff all over like sour cream and meat yeah. and cheese and onions and all these different things and they have like uh, grilled cheese over there right like that's another thing like you can so, you can serve peanut butter and jelly and grilled cheese and it's themed here's a pb and j 15 bucks but yeah. it's themed it's toy story okay it's toy story PB&J. it's andy's mom made it andy's mom made the peanut butter and jelly <laughs> So Joe, the uh, the barbecue place opens spring twenty twenty three. So it's right around the corner. Maybe it's open when when uh, I go there on Friday, huh? Reservations, <laughs> reservations uh, took place um, a couple weeks ago, and there are photos if you go to Disney Food Blog or wwd uh, They do have photos from inside, and it looks like a cheesy arcade, but it works because again, it's it's <laughs> Disney. It's all cardboard and drawings, and it, it's like it's a uh, Wow. Yeah, it's like this This anywhere else in the world would be the tackiest thing in the world. Here, it just works. And, you know, we usually you- talk about the theming of, like, you know, Pandora and how great the theming is at Pandora and Star Wars, you know, Galaxy's Edge, right? But I think even though this is, like, a smaller area, I think, you know, we, we're talking about it. And the more I think about it, uh, I mean, the theming is on par, I think, with those other areas also, I think. Yeah, and I don't think it gets the same recognition just because it's toys and it's not uh make-believe plants and floating islands but you are right it's one of the better themed areas i think i think it's just saying alex i think it's just because it's so small it's not as extravagant looking yeah as when you walk through pandora and also because it's supposed to be a room it kind of run it kind of goes away with a theme when you're outside you know what i'm saying like if you if it was some if it was if they were able to somehow dome it i think it would have a much better I'm in Andy's room feel, but it's impossible because it's such a large area. Right, right. It is crazy how small the park that that land is. I've never seen this before, but when I was there uh, years ago, I think it's 2017, 2018, um, there was somebody standing, like Casimir standing at the front telling people to come back later because the the land itself was at capacity. Really? And I've never, yeah, I've never seen that for anything, but like, you did not want to go in there. It was it was uh, it was a mess, and it does kind of hinder the experience for me. Mm-hmm. Um, it's way I think too crowded. Was, yeah, and I'm not bad with crowds, but this was just like this was like not just it overly is. crowded. The, it's very... it just opened. You know, it just opened in the past year or two, so it was very popular, and it was just overwhelming. Like you just didn't. There was nothing to just stand around and look at. You had to just go in and leave. It's because there's only one way. Like it's only. It's like there's right. no there's no offshoots to get to things. Everything's entrance is on the main pavement, and there's just right. that one pavement from one into the other. So everything is right there, including the uh, the lunchbox place. So it's just it's just very congested. And you throw strollers into the mix too. Yeah, it's just like a nightmare. Yeah. Uh, so I know talking about food here, right? And there's a picture in our Discord of the food that is posted, and Chris posted a picture, um, some things about the restaurant on the Disney Wish. They did barbecue like on the boat, on the cruise ship, right? Uh, the barbecue, they have a barbecue restaurant that's up top and the barbecue was delicious. I heard uh, it's so, very good. Yeah. So yeah, I, I hope this good. barbecue can like kind of mimic that in a way. If it does, it's it's amazing. Yeah. Even Steve, who lives in Texas, is saying the Disney Wish had really good barbecue. And it was really good. I mean, it was it was good. It, the food, the food does look very good. And I like the theming of it. 
I love those barbecue restaurants that put your food on like the paper. And the, uh, I, I love the, the drinks in the mason jars. It's got a really cool, really cool theming going on there. So I'm excited. I definitely would like to try it out. Don't know if I ever get in there. It looks like they have elotes too. Is that an elote? Where's that at? Uh, all the way on the left, the corn on the cob. It looks like elotes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so it's like a really fun menu. I can't. I, I bet you those, uh, those watermelon cubes are like $25. Is that watermelon cubes or is that ham <laughs> cubes? <laughs> That's watermelon cubes. What do you think about those? Is that fancy cheesy potato from Taco Bell on the top? <laughs> we can only <laughs> wish. We can only wish. <laughs> Once you get aboard the ride vehicles, you exit the station to the right turn into the first launch. The sound of slinking coil shifting about heard. Guests are thrust forward into a left turn and then over a small hill. Another left turn allows guests to have a great view of Toy Story Land, which then turns into a left-handed helix. During this time, you can see Jesse holding lights, which are being strung up by Rex, who is balancing a large stack of Jenga blocks. After the next right turn, you enter a block tunnel and slow down. In front of you is a series of circles with the word go right on top of them. The ride vehicles get pulled back to get ready for a second launch of the ride. This made Slinky Dog Dash the first coaster at the Disney parks with a second mid-ride launch. After launched, the ride will reach a top speed of 39 miles per hour and doesn't lead into a big drop, which is why kids only have to be 38 inches tall to ride. The lights on the circles flash as the ride vehicles stop being pulled back. Slink tells you to hang on, and then the coaster is launched forward. This is where the on-ride camera snaps a photo. The next sequence is designed to replicate the physics of a Slinky Dog toy. Right after the small hill climb is a stretch of bunny hops. There is a left turn and then a right turn that brings you to the break zone or, as Andy has labeled it, the big finale. As you pull up, you can spot Mr. Mike on the left, his cord extended under the track. Mr. Spell stands on the right, welcoming the guests with Wheezy, the penguin holding a mic, belting out, you've got a friend in me. Behind him is a music book open to the lyrics of the song. The Wheezy audio animatronic was especially built for Slinky Dog Dash and can serve as a true big finale. Slinky Dog Dash takes guests two minutes to enjoy and contains many hidden gems, like the book laying above Wheezy is labeled Partly Cloudy, which is a nod to the short film that premiered in theaters before Up. In the ride queue, by the loading area, is Andy's hand-drawn plans, which has a cloud in the top right corner that looks like a hidden Mickey. Also, as you board the ride, you can see Rex's toy box, which has an Owl's Toy Barn sticker on it. The price tag features an 11 and 22, with the price being $19.95. These numbers as a date are November 22nd, 1995, which is Toy Story's theatrical release date. Little Wheezy was a good rapper. Is that the, was he at the one, Little Wheezy? Yeah. They, yeah, they actually, they actually paid Lil Wayne a lot of money for his likeness for the end of this ride. It's like, <laughs> crazy. Um, <laughs> um, the, uh, I love all the Easter eggs. That's really cool. A lot of these I had no idea about. Um, it, it's cool because Pixar puts a lot of Easter eggs in their movies and they, it looks like they put a lot of Easter eggs in their rides as well, which is just neat because it's fun to try to find those when you're riding or try to figure out yeah. what they mean and stuff like that. It kind of makes you question everything. Every, every random number or, or letters put together and I'm going to try to decipher what it might mean. There's more of those uh, B-list characters in Toy Story that people love like Mr. Mike and Mr. Spell. Like those are, those are awesome characters that don't, you don't even talk really. But those are some awesome characters I love in Toy Story 2, and I think they're in 3 as well. Um, who, who are they? Mr. Mike Excuse is, my ignorance. Mr. Mike is the playback audio device with the oh, microphone attached to it. Oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. And Mr. Spell is the, you, you can push the buttons to spell things, and he'll read it back uh, to you device. Toy Story has a lot of Boba Fetts. The guy who had, like, 
12 minutes of screen time for the whole trilogy. <laughs> who's one of the like most favorite characters. Toy like Story's the, got the same type of thing going. The Etch-a-Sketch? The Etch-a-Sketch, yeah. That's a good yep. character, too. The Army Men? Oh, amazing characters. Yeah. Yeah, man, they're such amazing characters. They have them in the parks. Yeah, walking yeah. around. Yeah, yep, yep. Yeah, yeah it, it's really cool. I can't, it, it's hard to name another movie that has that many relevant characters. And by relevant, meaning like someone would buy, I, I would think like relevant in Disney terms would be like, yeah. uh, they make merchandise for them. Like they would, you'd put them on a t shirt type characters. Yeah. So or ride after them. Yeah. It's kind of like, uh, what's that one? Uh, House of Mouse, where it's like they have all like these uh, famous like, cartoon characters like mm-hmm. in one episode it's kind of like that but it's like its own thing like toys you know what i'm saying it's his own yeah thing. yeah there's just so many um relevant characters it's crazy getting back to the ride itself um i think the ride is pretty fun the the, the turns they fit a lot in the small area for the ride itself and mm-hmm. i uh i like the turns they have i like the the relaunch i love that this is there's a relaunch yeah. And it's interesting. Yeah. I didn't know. I didn't. Now I'm thinking about it. I was like, is it? It's the only park with a relaunch. And I was like, wait, Everest has like a relaunch, doesn't it? Uh, doesn't when? Everest. Like when they go backwards. Well, you go backwards and then you I stop in the middle. I consider it a launch. And then you though, go forward right? again. I guess it's not, that's, that's it's not a launch. It's an incline. Gravity. Yeah, yeah. Gravity would take that. Yeah. yeah so yeah. that's what I was thinking. I was like, isn't that a launch? But no, that's more of incline. And I was right. thinking like, okay. Um, I think there was something else I was thinking of. And now that too is an incline. And I was like, wow, it is the only ride with an actual mid-launch, which is a cool thing to do. Um, oh, yeah. And it is fun. I, it, we mentioned, Joe mentioned Rock and Roller Coaster, and I think it is like a mini Rock and Roller Coaster. It's kind of a get a good way to get your kids on a coaster young and be like, hey, you guys like this? And like, yeah. Like, then, oh, man, you're going to love Rock and Roller Coaster once you get a little taller. Yeah, yep. Mm-hmm. So the bunny hops, right? Mm-hmm. I think that's what my wife was not a fan of. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Because there's, like there's that, a bunch of there's like like what two or three like bunny hops. Like four that has like, more like you know, four go or up five. And you got you kind of go down. You go up high. And this is like you're sitting there. You go up this bunny hop and you yeah. sit there for a second. And you're just like mm-hmm. looking, about to go down, right? Yeah. And uh, I think that's kind of what did her in. But I kind of like that part too. Yeah, you kind of feel uh, the light in your the what was it butterflies in your stomach a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but it's cool. I like it. So before we finish up with this, since you two have been on this ride, mm-hmm. what's your favorite part about this? Or what? Yeah, what's your favorite part about this ride? Or what do you like that sets it apart from other roller coasters that just makes you want to keep going on it, opposed to other rides in the park? I like the ride vehicle. Okay, that's fair. Like in Slinky Dog, right? Yeah. That's pretty cool, right? And he's like, yeah. like I just think it's uh, a cool looking vehicle. I, I like the relaunch. The relaunch is a really nice aspect of the ride um i like the relaunch for sure if we had to give it a rating joe what would you give a rating really fast uh, let me think so if we're gonna give it a rating you know and talk about the theming of it how fun it is um i'd probably give it i mean you gotta give it an eight i feel like i feel like if you give it anything less than an eight uh i mean just think about how popular popular it is i would give it an eight is that eight a fair with score. a magic point yeah yeah i'm gonna give it a magic point so that's eight with a magic point Yes. So seven without a magic point, eight with a magic point. Okay. Yeah. Um, seven I'm, eight's a great score. I seven think. eight is about average. I would give it a six point five, maybe a seven with a magic point. I think a seven is the maxing it. I would say six point five seven. Yeah, for sure. I just got taken account. Great right on the Alex scale. Great on the good on the Alex scale. I, yeah, yeah. I'll give you that. I got to take into account the wait times and um, 
just the fact that I have to get over there to, you know, this park has so much at it now, Hollywood Studios. And that ride is kind of a long list. If I want to ride a roller coaster that has a launch, I'm going to go ride Rock and Roller Coaster. I think that's one of the things that goes wrong with this this roller coaster is, you know, I have a family, but if I'm there with my wife, we're not going to go on Sleeping Dog. We're going to Rock and Roller Coaster. What I like about this ride, seeing it anyway, is that it's it doesn't you you don't really look at it as a roller coaster. You look at it and you feel like you're actually riding Slinky Dog, like Joe said, like you're inside Slinky Dog. But they go one step further and put that audio of the yeah. Slinky yes. and with the relaunch, and even with the relaunch, yes. like it, they don't. It's not a roller coaster. Like you are literally riding Slinky Dog. Yes, and I think that's what's so cool about, it. and that's what I really can't wait to experience firsthand instead of secondhand watching all these videos. We here at Disney think Slinky Dog Dash is an amazing small coaster, perfect for the whole family. This mid-launch is a great feature that makes it almost feel like a mini rock and roller coaster. Slinky Dog Dash is almost a perfect coaster for what the Imagineers wanted it to be. It isn't too short and has plenty of different elements that make it worth the wait. Ever roll out of bed and feel like being a little bad? Three Cheeky Chicks Wax Company has you covered with their Villain Wax Melt line. The Sea Hag Melt will have you wanting to use that body language like Ursula with its bouquet of roses, lily, lilacs, and sweet violets with undernotes of musk. If you feel like you're going to have a meltdown like Hades, throw in the Wax Melt Ruler of the Underworld, which will fill your home with smells of lavender, rosemary, lemon verbena, cinnamon, coriander, leather, amber, and hints of smoke. Or, if you just feel like you are just the evilest one of all, get yourself the Mistress of Evil Melt. These Maleficent-inspired melts will release a woodsy scent with its crisp pine needles, white fir, clove, patchouli, oak, and sugar pine. No matter how you're feeling, make sure to visit MagicallyScented.com to purchase a wide range of wax melts, candles, and room sprays, all made by three cheeky chicks. There are plenty of holiday sales that will allow you to buy any smell that fits your attitude. That's three cheeky chicks at MagicallyScented.com. Hey, you want to hear something really cool, Alec? Sure do. So let me tell you a little bit about the Goof Troop, Alex. you know about the Goof Troop? I kind of do. Well, it's a great way to support the show. You get access to our live shows, which is like a total mess. Oh, it's a total mess. I edit it, and I have to sit there and make sure it sounds professional. Yeah, and it's not at all. Uh, we do giveaways, you know, a couple times a month. We're yeah. always giving away wax melts. We're giving away candles. You know, know. We're giving away books. It's not fair because I can't be in the giveaways because I'm a host. I always try to get in the giveaways, but uh, yeah, it's really not right if I join in, right? No. But you can support us for as low as $2 a month, and you can get access to all of these things. Just for $2? Yeah, just for $2. Wow. In our Discord chat, I mean, our Discord chat is off the chain. It is awesome. It's a lot of fun. We have made lifelong friends in mm-hmm. our Discord chat. It's bumping, uh, as the kids would say. It is bumping, as the kids are saying. And you can, uh, you know, we have a bunch of great Patreon members that keep our chat super active. There's so many great members that I look forward to every morning to wake up and to talk to every day. So where do you get join this Patreon? So, oh, good question there, Alex. All you have to do is go to dizhiz.com, D-I-Z-H-I-Z.com. On the very top, there's a Goof Troop link. Just hit the Goof Troop link. It takes you to our Patreon, and there's so many different ways you can support our show. And as low as $2 a month. As low as $2 a month. And it helps us keep our website up. It helps us with advertising, you know. So for as low as $2 a month, you can help support our show. You can help us advertise to get our show out there to more people so they can listen. 
And so we, because we love to interact with fans, we love interacting with everyone. Um, so go ahead and join and join our Discord. Check us out streaming on award-winning Disney streaming site, Sorcerer Radio, on Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, or catch us again at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Sorcerer Radio is an amazing 24-7 Disney radio. Just visit srsounds.com or download the Sorcerer Radio app. Hey, I'm Joe from the Diz His. And I'm Nick from Fan Piper Vacations. We will be teaming up to give one of the best travel experiences ever. I am a travel agent with Sandpiper Vacations. We are able to book any vacation destination around the world, including Disney, cruises, and all-inclusive resorts. We have been working here at the Diz His to become travel agents. And with our knowledge of the parks, we want to plan the best Disney trip for you. Using us as a travel agent, we are updated on the latest and greatest information about all of the destinations. We can help save you time, stress, and sometimes some money. Using our services costs you absolutely nothing. It is completely free to you, and we are happy to assist you with giving you more value for your trip. So if you're looking to book your next Disney trip, go to DizHiz.com. Check out DizHiz Destinations on the very top. Check us out on Weeby Geeks, a new podcast website where you can find all your favorite geeky content. Just head over to WeebyGeeksBC.com. That's WeebyGeeksBC.com. And listen to all the other awesome podcasts, as well as Diz Is. Niels wants to know. Hey guys, this is Niels from Capturing Disney Parks on Instagram. This is the Niels wants to know for March and I'm talking a little bit louder this time otherwise you guys think that I'm recording when the family is asleep. This month's question for you is if you could borrow one attraction, show or an experience of any other Orlando area theme park like SeaWorld, Busch Gardens or Universal then what would it be, why and where should it come in Walt Disney World? Let's hear your ideas. Oh boy! Uh, I got my answer. I already. have my answer. Oh, is it Harry Potter? No. Oh, okay. Okay. It's my favorite ride in debatably every, any single park in Florida. Okay. What is it? I'm curious. It's. Uh, I don't know where it would go. I guess it. Would, okay. I'd put it on Sunset Boulevard in Hollywood Studios because it's a movie. It's the Mummy. Oh, the that's mummy! Cool. The mummy is my favorite ride. It is so fun. Talk about multiple launches. That little that, that that thing's got some zip, and uh, yeah. I heard they remastered the screens, and it's amazing out the fire that comes on in that one scene, and it gets y'all hot. Definitely would go that, and I would I would 100% put it on Sunset Boulevard, kind of put Disney uh, Hollywood bring like the MGM thing yeah. back, you, you know, you where they had just it, all different movie properties. You wouldn't put it over by Indiana Jones. Um, I mean, I guess I could, I, I but I, I just want it. I just want it with. Uh, I mean, I guess it would make sense near Indiana Jones replace... for sure, because Indiana Jones doesn't, isn't really like a Disney movie; it's just a property of Disney. Yeah. Re- so yeah, it's saying in a world where Mummy was a property of Disney, I and, think I yeah, in I this world you move Star there. Tours to Galaxy's Edge and you replace it yes. with Mummy. There we go. Perfect. That's a good idea. Perfect. Yeah. Disney, Thank you give for me the call. assist. But have you two been on that ride? I have not. I have, it's and a, when it, I. I was this is before my roller coaster days, so I didn't like uh-huh. roller coasters. So it's like it's not a roller coaster. 
And then mid-ride, I was like, you lied to me! Because it was so scary when I first it's went on thrilling. it. And oh, then I, it's I've, thrilling. I've gone on it again since I like coasters, and it is really fun. Yeah, it's such a good ride that they will not get rid of it. Like, it is just, it's a it's a fan favorite of the parks. You got all the new Harry Potter IP there, and people still love the mummy. Yep. Mummy's good. Now I feel now I feel like my answer is not as good as yours, because that was a great say, answer. Alex? I was going to say, bring over the Spider-Man ride from Universal. I know it's oh, old. That's a great answer, too. I know it's yeah. old, but they can update it a little bit and make it a little more updated. No, it's great. And yeah. it's they, they, a... they did update it. Oh, did they? I haven't been on it since they updated it. They have the 4K screens. Joe and I wrote it. They yeah. have the 4K screens okay. on there now. Yeah, bring it's that great. over to Disney because it's 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 Disney IP anyways. Yeah. And take it from Universal. Be like, Universal, we're going to take this from you. Just uh, give us the ride. We'll call it, we'll call it a day. And uh, throw it in uh, Hollywood Studios somewhere, I guess. I don't know where you put it. Epcot. Put it in Epcot. Epcot. I think it probably be yeah, yeah. Hollywood Studios. Epcot is right. now Epcot Marvel in, in Land. United States. United States. New York. Oh, there you yeah. Go. That's cool. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Okay, and of course, I'm going to say Harry Potter. I mean, bring Which me, one? Uh, mm. Which one? I think which I, ride? Not, well, I haven't been on the one. Right. That one incident. <laughs> right? <laughs> where they wouldn't let me on the ride because I have my bag. Uh, oh, that's right. That's <laughs> right. I forgot you didn't go on that one. But uh, I would, I would, I like um, Forbidden Journey a lot. I think that's a really good ride. So um, I know Chris, you haven't been on that ride, right? But Alex, have you been no. on Forbidden Journey? The is that the one the where? Ride? Is it the one where you're you're supposed to be on broomsticks flying around? Yeah. Yes, yeah, I have yeah, been yeah. on that ride actually. It's a good ride, right? Uh, well, remember, yes, it is. It is a fun yeah, ride. Yeah, yeah. So I would love to see Harry Potter over at Disney. Uh, I know where I know to people, put it. Where? I'd put it in Epcot in the uh, United uh, Kingdom. Probably. Oh yeah, over in England, right or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah English floor. Yeah, uh, but of course, I mean, I love that ride. That's one of my favorite rides. So bring it over there. Uh, I would love to have that over somewhere at Disney. Epcot would be great. So honorable mention: uh-huh. um, Jurassic Park. Oh yeah, in Dinoland USA. That's a great. That's a great ride too, Jurassic Park. Just like yeah, a, there's, there's a lot of good rides at Universal. I know Isn't there it? are, yeah. there are. There's a lot of I good wish, rides. I wish they, I wish they, we could just get along. Yeah, yep. but no. <laughs> Steve's getting chat. <laughs> Never. Universal. These are all really good answers. This was a really fun question. I'm, yeah. you know, I'm wondering what Niels would say, but it's. Such I know. A, it's such a wide. I don't think he'll go Universal. I think he'll go somewhere else. I, I'm gonna say so? right now, it's not Universal ride. It's something else. Yeah. That's Let's what find I say. out. Okay, I can't really answer this one because I haven't visited any other theme parks during my Disney World trips. Although I think the new Super Mario World or the Harry Potter lands at Universal look really cool experiences from what I've seen on the social channels, of course. But it would probably fit best in Hollywood Studios as Extra Lands. I also saw Universal's Jurassic World Velocicoaster coming by on the socials, uh, just like a boat tour and the dino meets with very cool interactions. So... That would be perfect additions to the dinosaur ride, in my opinion, in Dinoland USA at Animal Kingdom instead of that carnival area. So that would be my choice. Talking about dinosaurs, do you guys know what Rex said to Woody when he ate a toy? You got a friend of me. Bye bye. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one. I like that one. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, no. That was one of my favorite questions in a while. That was, that was a good question. And we yeah, all have bringing, pretty good answers. Bringing, yeah, bringing unrelated non-Disney IP into a Disney park. And where would you put it and where would it make sense? I like that. Disney. Disney's all about give, give me all the IP. Oh, we could also put Shamu in, um, in the lake in the middle of Epcot. 
That'd be kind of cool too. Just like this randomly, this woman around. There's like no show. He's just in there. No, no, just just Shamu. Yeah, just hanging yeah. out. Do you think it just jump like randomly? Yeah, just every once in a while, just a little, just a little jump. The sad thing is, he'd have more room there. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is review review. So D plus this week is going to be Jungle Cruise, which is. I know I always say things are like my favorite, right? But <laughs> no, I'm not gonna say you don't my say favorite. that. I'm not going to say it's my favorite, but I mean, I'm going to say it's my favorite. <laughs> One of my favorites. Okay. <laughs> I love this movie. This is a good movie. This is a fun movie. First off, The Rock. Great. I mean, how do you not like The Rock? He's not like a great actor, but he's fun, right? Um, he's fun to watch. He's funny. He's has a lot of charisma, right? Um, I feel like we uh, in our segment with Niels, we talked. Chris was talking about the Mummy. I feel like this movie has a very Mummy type, national treasure type feel. Um, I just think it's fun, right? Like the beginning of the movie, you get all those stupid one-liners that you get when you're on the ride, right? All those cheesy little jokes. They did a great job of incorporating it into the movie itself. And I mean, uh, I just I think it's a it's just a great. You think it's a great movie? Um, what do you think, Alex? Um, I do not agree that it's a great movie. I think it's a good movie. Um, The Rock is fun. But um, I think what they did was good. They took a ride that everyone likes and they were able to move, make it into a decent movie. Um, if they were make, if they were to make a sequel, I would I would automatically sign up saying that sequel is going to be terrible. But I do think the movie was good. I've only seen it once. Maybe if I see it a second time, I'll I'll like it better. Um, but from the first watch, it was fun to watch, but I don't see myself watching it uh, any, any more times. And Chris, you haven't seen it, right? No, but without seeing this movie, I will make a couple of comments on it. Just generic comments. Uh, the reason why I didn't see this movie, and I will watch it one day, but the reason why I didn't is because I've been hoodwinked so many times by The Rock because he's just such a good promoter that he makes every single movie that he's going to be in seem like the, the best movie of all time. And I get so excited to see it. So excited. Like I see him all over Instagram. He's going on tour. He's going on all these shows promoting it. And then I go there and it's just not that good of a movie. So this one, I was like, all right, I'm not going to get hoodwinked again. This one turned out to be a pretty decent movie. It seemed like, but uh, I will. So I will watch it. Uh, the other comment I wanted to make was I love that Disney's making movies about their rides because you know, let's let's pause these remakes. I love the remakes. I think they're fun. But let's pause them for a second. Let's let's get some uh, let's get some movies off of original Disney ideas like Jungle Cruise. We've got a Haunted Mansion movie around the corner. I think it's so cool. I hopefully one day we get a Tower of Terror movie, a better one anyway. And I don't know. I just love the idea of them diving into the world of their original property from Disney parks. Yeah. So I, I'm glad that they did this. And uh, I, I, I'm excited to watch it because it, it does look like a fun movie. The Rock and uh, Emily Blunt, right? Yep. Yeah. She's, she's really funny in it. She um, was good in it. She was good in it. And, yep. and, and we speak about that. And they just released a Haunted Mansion, a, a scary Haunted Mansion movie trailer. Which, did you guys see that trailer? I have not seen the trailer. I I've, did. I've heard about it, though. Yeah, I did. It looks kind of interesting. I like, the, I like the way it's it's not for kids, which is fun. I, I think that's a fun way to take it. Um, what I like about Jungle Cruise, so there's some movies that like my son and I, whenever like my wife goes out of town, like my wife doesn't like to rewatch movies, right? But I don't, I like rewatching movies. 
and my son likes rewatching movies. And there's a couple movies that we can rewatch. And like Pirates of the Caribbean is one of those movies that we can rewatch, right? And well, every once in a like once a year, we'll get in like a Pirates of the Caribbean like kick and watch Pirates of the Caribbean. And this is this movie kind of falls under that category where we I can rewatch it. And I think my wife went into town, I forget, a couple months ago or something like that. And my son and I rewatch this movie every night before bed. Oh my god. That's a little excessive. <laughs> but it's, I mean, it's a, it's a good movie to fall asleep to. It's like, you know, it's funny and it's fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, I mean, it's like one of those I, network network movies. Like, you know what I'm you, talking about? Like, yeah. you're going, you flip through and you find mm-hmm. it and you just keep it on. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly, sure. right? Um, and whenever, and they, they did a great job. We're talking about, like, like, you know, talking about them making movies of rides. And they, get a, they did a really good job of connecting the ride to the movie itself because it doesn't matter how many times you go on jungle cruise right and you hear the stupid jokes at the beginning that the skipper says every time Mm -hmm. and you know and he of course it all depends on the skipper and how they deliver that joke but you're gonna laugh right whenever you hear the stupid Mm one-liner you're just gonna laugh and you know dwayne johnson did a great job of delivering those lines at the beginning of the movie and it actually like made sense it wasn't like they just put it in there and it Mm -hmm. made no sense uh, that was a funny part of the movie. Great. That was a funny part yeah, of the movie. Yeah, man, it's sure. so fun. I laugh every time. Every time. The beginning of the movie is gonna be. I'm gonna be laughing. Speaking out of loud. speaking of Jungle Cruise, did you see Josh Gad perform as a skipper on? Uh, they released that on YouTube. Yeah, just recently. Was, just yeah, recently, right? It was very recent. Yeah, he was a skipper for a day. That was very funny. Yeah, that was pretty cool. I uh, I did watch that. He did a great uh, and I, job. And, and you have to have that type of personality. Yeah. This is silly, you know, right? Um, but oh, to promote the movie, The Rock, he went out there and actually was skipper, I believe, at one of the parks. Was he? Yeah, I think he did. That's to promote cool. the movie That's when it awesome. first came out. Hey, this is AJ for the D Plus Club, where we cover all things Disney Plus. Each week, I'll bring you the latest news and rumors, as well as what's new and what's coming soon to the Disney streaming service in the US and in the UK. And each week, we have a weekly movie club, where between March 13th and 19th, we'll be watching Pixar's Inside Out. Share your thoughts in the weekly movie club room in the Sorcerer Radio Discord at srsounds.com forward slash discord. And I'll feature some of your comments in this week's podcast. You can find the D Plus Club on all major podcasting platforms, including the Sorcerer Radio website at srsounds.com forward slash the D Plus Club with new episodes every Sunday. See you there. So, Chris, what did you do this week in Disney? So, I didn't watch the Haunted Mansion trailer when it first came out. I think I waited a couple of days. So, and the Peter Pan trailer. So, Emily oh, yeah. and I sat down and we watched both of those trailers. Mm-hmm. And uh, Peter Pan and Wendy, I thought it was a different idea, but it looks like it's just a remake of the movie called Peter Pan and Wendy. Yeah. It looks like it's a very just, you know, which is fine. I mean, that's it. I think that's one of the movies that could have used a remake, actually, because it's been mm-hmm. so long. And now the effects are going to be great. I mean, that's the, the the part where Peter Pan jumps at the boat. Like, it's just so cool. Like, there's it, it looks like it's just going to be a really cool movie. Um, then we watched the trailer for Haunted Mansion. And like Alex said earlier, it's it looks like a little like a scary movie, but they throw a lot of humor into it. Mm-hmm. And the cast is just so good. Cast like Owen really Wilson, good. Owen Wilson being in it, it's great. Um, it's just the cast is just huge. It's too many to name. So really excited for those two. I did watch episode one of The Mandalorian, and it did not skip a beat. Emily made a good point. Without uh-huh. Grogu, 
did we talk about this last week? Yeah, we did. No, we did. We no, did. we did. We did, uh, did, did we go talk ahead. About, a little bit, but without, I watched it, so I wanted to talk about it with you. Without Grogu, the show would not be as good. Like Grogu just makes the show. Like he, yeah. like he's just like the comedy relief that you need in the show because the Mandalorian yeah. is such a serious character, dude. But he's like the straight man, right? Hold on, when they're in that scene and they're in with those little other little guys, that scene's so funny. It's Remember, ha- it, it's hilarious. But the, the so okay, I rephrase that. So the the comedic reliefs, reliefs, Grogu and like that scene that you're talking about is what makes the show so great. Is that uh-huh. the show takes itself very serious but doesn't take itself serious when it, when it shouldn't like, it's like, it just, it's the perfect amount of funny. It's the perfect amount of seriousness. It's, it's like the best thing star Wars has ever put out. I, I it's just, it's so good. It Every week really I look good. forward to it. There's not, even the bad episodes are fun. Like it's just, yeah. it's just a good show. It's, it yeah, could last right. forever. It could last forever. And I'll watch it every week. Yeah. Yeah. This is a part of issue with not having cables. I didn't know this is coming up. If I knew Mandalorian was coming out soon, I would have it's prepped. not even on cable. I know. No, I'm saying, but you don't see commercials for things, right? I don't. I don't. So, uh, I don't. Uh, I don't I have cable either. I don't watch cable. I know. I don't have cable it's either. Twitter. But I'm saying Twitter. when there was cable, you'd see commercials like, "Oh, coming oh, in June." You know, yeah. I would have been prepared. Yeah. I'd be like, "Oh wait, did I finish? Um, did I not finish um, Book of Boba? No, I didn't. I need to finish that before this airs. You right. definitely need to because now I can't watch oh, it until yeah. I finish Book of Boba, and yeah. unfortunately. It sneaks up on you. I try to watch TV and I fall asleep, so it's gonna take me a while. So <laughs> it's gonna be a bit to like watch the new season of Mandalorian. Chris, Last comment. Yes, go ahead. No, I was gonna say when Mandalorian, when he was like sitting in there in that little hut, right? Uh, with the like, Babu Fricks. Yeah, yeah, and he's like crisscross applesauce in there, and then what you call it? Kept on coming back, and he's like telling uh, me saying Carl Weathers. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> That was a really funny scene. Was that was a, a really scene. funny scene. And then, like, um, what, what, are the, what are those things called? The Fritz? The Baba Fritz? Oh, Babu Frick is the character from the movie. That That's his species. I don't know what yeah. the species is called, but and Babu it, Frick is, yeah. And, like, Baby Yoda's, like, hugging him. And he's like, don't, bit, don't yeah, hug yeah. me, baby. <laughs> that was a really good scene. Um, the last comment I want to make on Mandalorian, then I'm done. That's all I did in Disney this week, was this. It's going to be on um, on TV. Uh, the Mandalorian is going to be on TV for the first time. What do you mean? It, so they did the same thing with Andor. And uh, I think it's like five or six weeks late, something excessive like that. But like five or six weeks after the first episode airs, the first episode will air on, I, I don't know if it's ABC or ABC Family or whatever it's called now, Freeform, but it will air on TV. So people oh, who that don't cool. have Disney Plus will ha- be able to watch The Mandalorian. That's amazing. That is really awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, really cool, right? They do it like really late, like six yeah. or seven weeks, right? But yeah. If you don't have Disney Plus, then you can still watch it. Pretty cool. Right. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. And that's uh, anything else? No, that's all I did hey, this week. Chris, I have a question. At the yes. beginning of the episode, right? When they had mm-hmm. that kid there, did you think that was me, Mandalorian? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Me and Emily were like, oh, what is this? And she's like, oh, I, think yeah. it's, I think it's him. You know, it's, it's you know, what, what happened with him. And that was a great opening scene. Yeah, it was, man. That, that <laughs> creature, I won't give yeah. any spoilers, but that creature, oh, the, they, the visual effects are just amazing. Visual effects in this show are, <laughs> what, a million, two million, three million times better than any of the Marvel TV shows? Mm-hmm. And yeah. Marvel movies, I, recent, recent Marvel movies, I would even go out on a limb and say. Yeah. I, they just, the Mandalorian so is the best thing going on for Disney right now. I 100% agree with you. And tell, I told you guys like what a couple weeks ago last week that Star Wars is going to be that's going to be the new thing. Well, I just since this is what did you do in the week of Disney slash news? 
I did just read that Taika Waititi might star in his yep. Star Wars I, uh, movie. I saw and that I too. Am all for it. I Me am too. all for it. But you know something I also saw in the news, right? Which really brings like in the next Kang movie, like Marvel movie, whatever, then the next Avengers, a whole bunch of people are really gonna die. Good. Yeah. That Good. Which, which will be crazy. Hopefully some of the directors. <laughs> Uh, i I am worried about the next star wars movie by taika waititi being just too good yeah it's just too good (laughs) that's my only worry is that just it's just too good people won't be able to handle it yeah because at the end of it we're gonna be like what where's the next one we want to see the next one like right now (laughs) okay so alex what did you do in the world of disney i really didn't do too much um other than playing Marvel Snap, which I don't want to get into because we don't have another hour to talk about that stuff, I really didn't get into um, anything Disney. I did put on The Good Dinosaur today to watch with uh, my students, and yeah, that movie is so good. And really, good yeah, The Good Dinosaur. I've never you... seen it. I heard oh. nothing but bad things about that movie. Really, it's, it's right. a good movie. I like it. I, I yeah, I've heard nothing but bad things, but I want to watch it because I like dinosaurs. It's a, and I love the concept, the concept that the asteroid missed Earth. Therefore, the dinosaurs were able to become oh, farmers. Spoiler and stuff. alert. It's in the first few seconds, so you're not missing much. Um, but I think I think I think Good Dinosaur is a pretty decent movie. There's a lot of good scenes, a lot of good characters in that movie. I highly recommend it for sure. Other than that, really didn't do too much this week in Disney. What did you do this week, Joe? background <laughs> i think chris's comment is so stupid yeah ryan's background legit blew my mind joe what did you do this week in disney uh so of course you know watch mandalorian which was great really enjoyed it can't wait to watch tonight's episode um played a lot of marvel snap new season there's a new card that everyone's you know putting in their decks um I, chris made it to 100 level 100 which is the highest ranked what two seasons in a row i didn't make it last yeah. season but i'm already you know, uh, climbing the ranks. I'm looking forward to kind of tying, uh, getting to 100. Chris, Chris now has been 100 more than I have. Uh, but I'm just having fun with this season. Uh, I got a couple of really good cards, um, and uh, it's been playing. I'm looking forward to getting guilds in the game, so then we can kind of ha- uh, you know reach out and have people that are listening to the show kind of join us and have like a Diz his guild. Uh, but that's pretty much it. I haven't really done too much. Looking forward to meeting Re- Remy, Jared, and Christian over at Hollywood Studios here in a couple of days, and that's pretty much it. Yeah, that'd be fun. So that's the his on Slinky Dog Dash. I'm Joe. I'm Alex. And I'm Chris. Thanks for listening and have a magical week. Please follow us on all social media by searching DizHis65. Share us and subscribe to our podcast to get the latest show when it is available. If you want to help us out, get tips, get your memories shared on the podcast, see pictures and videos of what we are up to at the parks, join our goof troop on Patreon.com and search for DizHis. USAA insurance to help you save. Take advantage of discounts when you cover your home and your ride. Discover how we're helping members save at USAA.com bundle. USAA. Restrictions apply.